What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. We got a brand new episode for everybody. 126. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Looking forward to uh this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of uh brackets busted now that March Madness is upon us. How's everything on your end? It's good, man. Yeah, it's uh you know it, it's uh always a fun time of the year. Uh, these first this first weekend is always it's one of my favorite favorite weekends of the year. And um you know you throw in St. Patty's Day there at the uh, on the Friday and it uh you know it just makes for a good good weekend. Oh yeah, I mean. Despite all the other, all the basketball got we had going on, the NFL did not let us forget who was number one as they kicked off uh, with their free agency. It's not even real free agency. Yet. It's yeah, a tampering period. Illegal yeah. tampering period. It's illegal tampering period, pretty much. AKA pre 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 uh, uh, free agency. Pretty much a lot of deals been <laughs> dealt out today, uh, even though they're not really kicking off until tomorrow. Uh, it's just it's so like that i mean i know we've talked about it on here before it's just like ridiculous like just let 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 them i mean open it up right like the stupid official free agency like who cares it's like two days these guys already have deals in place like the second that that tampering period kicks off like adam Schefter has like eight tweets lined up because there's already all these deals (laughs) it's it's like so yeah i mean i mean i felt like every hour something was going on man oh Dude, it was, yeah, it was wild. I mean, uh, out of the all the stuff that went on, um, the most notable things. I mean, they had a uh, your Jets are uh, in the process of uh, getting getting your boy Lazard. How are you feeling about that, man? One step closer to Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, with or without Aaron Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, you know, Lazard at you know four years and forty four, uh, you know, decent deal. Probably means that's that's the end of Corey Davis, uh, unfortunately. I was talking to my buddies today, and it was kind of like, we never really got to see if Corey Davis was any good, uh, which is unfortunate. I mean, he was kind of put with some some bad QBs, uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I don't. he's 27. He's he's big. He's like 6'5". He's, he catches a lot of touchdowns. So, yeah, sure. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, you team up with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and, and company, I think. They got a good well, wide receiver core there, and and obviously, you know, having the tie to Rodgers is uh is, is important. So. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing that they're saying that uh you know Rodgers some uh, familiar faces there. So I mean Jets are doing what they can to uh you know please him, make sure he makes the right decision that comes there. So. What do you think? Do you think he's gonna go there? I, you know, I think at this point it's about fifty-fifty. I want to say about sixty-forty. Um, yeah. To be honest, I think I think it's probably more I want to say eighty twenty because I feel like at this point he has no choice. He's either that or retire, and he doesn't want to retire. Cause yeah, he's, uh, I, I, I was gonna say I think it's either this or retire. But you're right. I mean, you got fifty nine million guaranteed sitting there. It's kind of hard to retire. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of teams are uh, looking elsewhere as far as uh, quarterbacks. So you saw your boy Jimmy G go off the table quick. Uh, cars off the table already. I mean, there's not really much other options out there. Uh, you've seen your boy. You've seen some other backups get uh, signed as well before he even um, they finish this deal. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the uh, hype come uh, once he does get signed because, you know, they're going to be talking about it on ESPN all day. So oh, yeah. they're nice to mention to see who else tries to follow him because it seems like a, a similar Tampa situation where – Kind of a domino effect after he signs. Maybe you guys get somebody else as far as on the defensive side or so uh, on maybe on the offensive side of the ball. So we're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know who's who's really left out there. I mean, I know that you know Rogers has his supposed wish list of with Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb, which I think the Jets should stay away from. But you know. It's <laughs> But yeah, I just don't know what else is uh, what, what else is available out there. It's kind of you know with this tampering period, it's kind of uh, drying up quickly. But you never know with trade market. Yep. You never you never know who's it's uh, pretty much everyone's almost always available. Yep, pretty much. 
because uh, some players got traded that I didn't think were were, were going to get traded or on the market. Yep, but exactly. I mean, you um, saw with Ty, Tyreek last year, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, all these guys that got that got traded. Yep, and then now they're now they're talking about the running backs. So a um, bunch of running backs <laughs> are potentially uh, getting traded or seeking trades. So. Um, so for some of these teams, it'll definitely be a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, outside of that, the Falcons—they uh, spend about they said 233 million, but uh, I don't think they're done, man. For some reason, I think I think they addressed the defensive side of the ball, and I think they're gonna—they're waiting to go after Lamar. I think if they got him on their team, it gives them that feel of when Michael Vick was there, and you know. Things go, things go, things go buck wild, man. If Lamar goes to the Falcons, those number seven jerseys, if he, you know, becomes number seven, are gonna sell like crazy. Whatever number he decides to be in uh, Atlanta. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, they said they were out. They're not, they're not pursuing him. They signed. I forget. I forget. So they signed. Uh, you know, they got Ritter and then uh, uh, Taylor Heineke. It's not a, you know, it's not like they can't go out and, and sign a, 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 you know, put an offer at Lamar. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's there's probably some collusion going on between the owners. You know, they don't want to give out a fully guaranteed contract that's that long and that much money. Uh, they're obviously upset with uh, the Deshaun Watson deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that they, they want to kind of, you know, stay away from those contracts. You know, that was kind of kind of their big their big chip on, on the table is always going to be that non-guaranteed contract and and what have you. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, they want to, they want to stay away from these uh, big contracts. So to me, I, I think that's one of the reasons that, that it's, you're seeing these teams come out and saying, yeah, no, we're, we're good. We're not pursuing, but yeah, you know, I guess could happen. I just don't see it happening in Atlanta. I don't know, man. I feel like some, some, there's something up their sleeve for them to be spending all this money all of a sudden out of all the years when uh, they could have improved the team and they just, wasn't really doing yeah. much. I mean, sometimes the team teams go through that, though. You know, I just I feel like that they, uh, I don't know, just certain years, certain teams kind of jump out. I mean, Patriots did a couple years ago. The Jets have done it a few times in the past, where you just spend a buttload of money, and and I, I'm not sure that that always. But but yeah, you know, it could be it could be trying to attract somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're gonna have to wait and see, man, because yep. uh, I'm sure they're not gonna be only the only name in the game. So, and then outside of that, I mean, uh. Some other crazy uh, signings. We saw uh, Hargrave goes to the 49ers. I mean, how much better can you can you, can your defense get, man? Like, I know. I know. Just adding, you know, a top top defensive tackle to that to that team is absurd. You know, already one of the, if not the best defense in the league, it's the top three defense at worst. Just just adding adding to the riches there. I mean, yeah, they're, they're making sure they can get to the quarterback. I mean, they signed a, a few quarterbacks just in case, uh, you know, things go wrong and they don't want their quarterback going out again. But, I mean, they're one of the teams that are always going to be in the mix. It's going to be interesting to see who, which uh, quarterback pops his head out as the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, that defense is always there. So it's definitely going to be uh, worth watching. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, as, as long as he's healthy, Purdy's their guy. But um, we'll have to see what he's looking like to start the season and if they have to go with uh, Lance or Darnold to start the year, you know, I think they, they have some options. More options oh, yeah. than a lot of other teams, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But I think they're over. They're going to be overly prepared for uh, with options for quarterback due to uh, what they what happened to them uh, in the playoffs. Then mm-hmm. we seen your boy Jalen Ramsey get traded. Did not see that coming. But uh, I think it's kind of going to be needed in reference to the Rams because they, they're going to have to rebuild, man. It doesn't look like... Uh, doesn't look like they got they got anything left in them from that uh, Super Bowl run. No, I think I think this is uh you know I, I don't I don't know if they 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 have to fully rebuild, but definitely uh you know free up some space, change some things around. You know they 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 cut Allen Robinson, obviously trade J- uh, Jalen Ramsey, Stafford. You know I don't know where he's at, whether he has a couple years left, maybe. Yeah, I heard they they might be willing to move him, man. Yeah, I mean. They could, I, you know, I think he's still serviceable. You could probably just, you know, restructure his contract or what have you. So Les Snead does not want to rebuild, right? He does not want to do a rebuild. So it's, it's going to be one of these modified things where they maybe hopefully they can go like eight and eight next year, something like that, you know, get, or eight, and nine, whatever it is, nine and eight, something, something in that range. 
and then and then continue that you know i think they may have a first round pick at some point um <laughs> at some point <laughs> no, no, no promises but uh uh and then start to kind of rebuild that team yeah man it's gonna be interesting to see what they do um they seem like that? they want to go like the, the the pittsburgh route of trying to rebuild your team without completely tanking tanking yeah mm-hmm. well that's the thing we're gonna have to wait and see what else they do um that's the thing, because they don't have really any top first-round pet graphics, so it's not like they can build through the draft. Um, I know their cap situation isn't the best, so uh, we're going to have to wait and see what they can pull off. Yeah, but, you know, we, I think the cap the cap can be worked around, as we're kind of seeing, in, you know, this year, and, and we've seen in the past, that, you know, restructure some contracts, convert some bonus money, and, and boom, all of a sudden you free up, you know, $50 million. Oh, yeah. You're just, I mean, you're pushing the rock down the road, but it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, moving and grooving in order to uh sure try to get back in the mix. Um, yeah. and it's not it's not like they really are far off as far as uh competing in a division. It's really only like one team to worry about, which is the 49ers. But that's the team that they struggle against as well. So yeah, but you got no faith in uh, Kyler Murray. No, nah, no, nah. I mean, he doesn't exist yet. <laughs> They, they they need they need a lot more. They need a they need a whole new team around him. So yeah, fair. And then uh, D Hop is on the block too. So it is. Yep. And I'm not sure what they're doing on defense. <laughs> I mean, they did get a new coach, who was the the, the defensive coordinator for Philly. So but we're still yep. gonna have to wait and see if uh if that pans out at all. He seems pretty awkward. Yeah, and from what I what I heard from the Philly players. It didn't seem like he was the uh, best uh, play caller on defense. So, nope. It, cer- it certainly helps when you have, uh, you know, Pro Bowl Pro Bowl caliber players on your team. Yeah, like ten Pro Bowlers. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I said. We're not the way to see how things playing out. Uh, he has and Murray's never had a a, a good head coach um, relationship. So uh, I think that's going to play a big part in it as well. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have a defensive coach calling, hoping calling the plays that might not sit well for him. I mean, and outside of that, I mean, not too much else. I mean, just still pre pre day one. Um, <laughs> and then I know. I mean, outside of the, that, the Bears trade is the uh, number one pick to your Panthers. Mm-hmm. How you feel? How you feeling about that, man? You excited? Yeah, I think I think the, the Bears did. You know, I think they they got a good haul. I, I think the the underrated piece in that whole thing was DJ Moore. I think that he's a he gives Justin Fields a weapon that, that you know he hasn't had. So. It's a good trade for both sides. If 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 you know the uh, um, Panthers really like a guy, and it sounds like they they really like C.J. Stroud, um, then then yeah, you know it's worth it's worth the move. I mean they they have nothing at quarterback, so yeah, I think I think you take a shot and 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 figure it out. The real question is is which quarterback are they going to take? Is it Stroud? Is it going to be Anderson? Is it going to be? I think Anderson might sneak up and get picked early, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're thinking uh, uh, Cam Newton vibes, um, but okay. I don't know. I have to wait and see, though. But I'm not gonna lie, I do like uh, I do like Stroud, but that Anderson, uh, just a freak athlete, man. He but is. I, think, I mean, he is for sure. It's just you know, I think that there's concerns when you have a really low passing percentage. I think that you know that scares people away a little bit. And yeah. I know they're talking about footwork and all this other stuff, and and. But yeah, I think you know being under fifty percent or around fifty percent, not not great. And but yeah, I mean obviously his 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 all his other measurables are off the chart. You know, jumping forty three inches. You know, bench pressing. I forget what he, whatever he did, and then you know running the the forty as fast as he did. I mean the guy's a freak athlete. Uh, and you know you know the Carolinas got that soft spot for for Cam Newton. So mm-hmm. um, who knows? You know I I could see them. I could definitely see them going uh, going that route for sure. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Cause I feel like some teams are gonna feel like the upside is just so high that they're gonna take the chance. So I, th- I think mm-hmm. he might he may go higher than uh. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the second quarterback taken off the board. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be surprised if he was first. I could see him going first or second. But those oh, two yeah. quarterbacks could go in any order, and it wouldn't nothing would shock me. Oh yeah, even, that's what I, even if it went in the original order or if uh if it was a reverse order. So. Right. Being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers, you know. Yeah, just, a, just another day in the life. So, <laughs> another day in life of a Jets fan, Rich. 
constant, constant disappointment. I don't know. It might be some, some, uh, some happiness this year. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, outside of that, I mean, on to the NBA. Um, we had your boy John Morant. He checks into a, uh, I want to say rehab, but uh, therapy, so to say, uh, to kind of get himself together. NBA still hasn't announced uh, how long is how long he's going to be suspended for. So that's going to be an interesting uh, situation to see how it plays out because it seems like uh, Memphis is also dropping in the the stand in the West standing. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean uh, Memphis is is still kind of hanging in there. So it's it's uh you know if if there's a time for him to kind of you know get out and go get help, it's now. I mean there's there's still a second seed, right? Yeah, they're still in second now. Yeah, you know, I think they're 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 still playing well without him, but um, if they want to make any run in the playoffs, they're going to have to have him. You know, obviously, number one is him, you know, getting his head on straight. The the rehab thing I thought was interesting. Like, what what is the actual rehab for? Yeah, I think it's not really a. It seemed more like therapy, but yeah, um, I'm not sure. Like, bro, bro, stop being an idiot. Yeah, but um, like in my head, I'm thinking like, what kind of therapy? What, what could he be suffering from that he needed therapy to do that? Never, those, yeah, those dumb things. You know, you never know. Yeah, could be could be something he's he's afraid of that he's not. You know, because because by all accounts he's not. He doesn't he doesn't drink on the road or he doesn't. You know, so it's not like he was you know wasted and flashing a gun. He was just just doing it just to do it. So it's like what? Why is he doing that? Why are you trying to fight people all the time? And you know, what's the underlying issues here? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it. Uh... His, you know, the crowd he's hanging around with, or if it's uh something yeah. going on internally with him. So I'm mean, gonna have to wait and see uh once he comes back yep. to see uh what the real cause was. Yep. And then um, I mean, your boy Durant came back for a few games, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then uh magically just rolled his ankle. Nah. His ankle gave out. Yep. Now he's out a few more weeks. Not gonna lie, him and uh Devin Booker was looking uh, a little dangerous out there together, man. But I feel like uh, Kevin Durant's one of those players he can fit in, fit into any system just because he's so efficient. Um, you know, he's long, can uh, play some defense. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what happens when he comes back. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you know he finally got the first home game and couldn't play. But it is what it is. You know, I think that the Booker can carry them for now and and just get healthy and, and ready for the playoffs and and hopefully that they're not seated too low. Oh no, yeah, I think they're right now they're at the fourth spot. So. I mean, they just got to worry about Golden State pretty much behind them um, because mm-hmm. if Golden State catches them, then that's pretty – that's going to give Golden State the uh, home court uh, in that matchup. And unfortunately, man, these Warriors are a different team at home. Um, they <laughs> they played the Suns the other night. Your boy Clay had like 30, 33 points in the first half, something crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah. he, you know, went ice cold. But then your boy uh, Steph picked up the rest and uh, – your boy Steph was out there talking crap to Chris Paul, telling him this is not 2014, man. So, <laughs> um, I, I mean, Steph, Steph's not really that young either. I mean, he's he's uh he just turned 35, 36, 35, 36. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he's like he's he's our age, so he's not that. You know, Chris Paul, I think is like 38, 39, but Steph ain't far behind him. No, man, but I think I think Steph kind of has a lot more years of basketball just because oh, of yeah. his shooting. And then you know oh, he had that he had those like he had those like two to three years where he pretty much missed the whole season. So yeah, I think got that, a lot of gas left in the tank. Yeah, that's for sure. So man, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing this matchup. If uh, if that were a four or five matchup, being especially being that they had Kevin Durant, um, if, if Kevin Durant is back in the playoffs facing his old team or one of his former teams that he won a championship with against Steph Curry and those guys, I'm they're definitely gonna come out with some extra juice to make sure they don't win because. Uh, they don't want they don't want the uh, the the narrative that uh you know they won because of Kevin Durant as well. Sure, yeah. And then on the east side, I mean, you had your Celtics, man. They're slipping a little bit, man. They let yeah, uh struggling a little bit. They let uh Milwaukee take the lead right now. They're up like by two and a half games. I feel like you guys can still catch them though. It's still still a few games left. They can, they can, yeah. Uh, you know, not the one seat obviously is, is is the ideal you know spot to be you know if that comes down to that game 7 in in uh in the Eastern Conference Finals but uh, you know I think where they're if as long as they land in in uh, the one or the two seat I think they have a they'll have the matchups that they want um but but yeah you know I think that I think the the bigger concern is just how they're how they're playing right now they're not not really shooting that great they they seem to play worse against worse teams uh we saw it last night with the Rockets I mean that that team is hot trash and uh, you know, they, 
they, you know, they made him look like an all-star team. <laughs> I mean, I think Marcus Smart, since he's come back from an injury, has not played well at all. Derek White, I think, is kind of, you know, I, Derek White was probably playing in over his head a little bit. I think he's kind of come back down to earth. But Brogdon's been good. They need Rob Williams back. I mean, they got killed in the paint last night on the offensive rebounds, you know. So, yeah, there's some things that they, 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 uh, they need to do better, I mean, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel like last year you guys were like the hottest thing smoking right before the playoffs. Hopefully you guys can gain that momentum back uh, before you go in. Yeah, I mean, if you remember last year, though, they played like crap for more than half of the season. So this isn't this isn't out of their realm of, of uh, you know, outcomes. So I just said, I mean, I mean, I hope they uh, they, they switch it up because uh, I think yeah. you're, gonna de- you're definitely going to need that home court in the playoffs. Especially uh, you got a Milwaukee team that's uh, getting healthy and Giannis being Giannis. So uh, that's probably going to be the matchup you're going to be seeing. Plus, uh, uh, getting healthy because Chris Middleton's out again tonight. Or he's out again with a, his foot foot issues. Oh, but I mean, I know Giannis was out a few games and he came back with, the, you know, with the, with that. <laughs> no, with the, know, like, so, but I mean, ultimately it's going to be, uh, you kind of want you kind of want that one seed because then you avoid um, the other two teams, you know, them being mm-hmm. them in Philly. You don't have to worry about them until the final. So that's 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 why the number one spot is going to be uh, worth it this year. Not to mention the um, the home court. So yeah, he's got. I mean, he's going to play better. That's that's it. They they can play better. We've seen it. Uh, he's got to do it. Oh yeah, but looking forward to playoff basketball. Yeah, for sure. But before we get to that, I mean, let's talk about it, man. We got March Madness kicking <laughs> off this weekend. We got the men's bracket kicking off. I don't know if you got a chance to fill out your bracket yet. I didn't check the. Uh, the the um the poll um who, who are you liking man yeah it's a it was kind of a I've, I've looked at the bracket now a few times i've worked through some of it um it's uh it's really setting up for for alabama to to make a run here i think they got a they got a decent they got a really good draw and you know i think that the only trouble that they should face on the way to the final four is, is arizona so you know i i, I like them obviously you know they can score, they can play defense, they can they can do it all. You know if <laughs> if they didn't have the uh, the old uh, murder on their 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 resume, here, I, think <laughs> I think they'd have a lot more people uh, you know on on their side there. So, uh, but yeah, I, I like that that South bracket for them. I think there's a couple potential upsets in there. Uh, Charleston was 31 and three this year, uh, one of those senior laden teams. Yeah, uh, I had them uh, you know, being uh, SD SU. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Furman team, another team from from uh, South Carolina, uh, Spartanburg over there, about an hour from here. They uh, another again, you know, senior team, senior laden team that can hit threes, uh, shoot a ton of threes. Virginia just plays that old style of basketball, you know, slow it down, mm-hmm. uh, get it into the post, bang it down low. If Furman can get them up pace, I think they can take them out. But other than that, I you know I think I think we probably end up in a uh, an Alabama Arizona situation in the Elite Eight, and I like uh, I like Alabama there. Oh yeah, that's uh as far as the South, that's who I'm liking as well. Um, on the East, um, in the East bracket, it's probably going to be Duke. Not gonna lie. This this bracket could be the wildest out of all of them. Um, yeah. I, I I could see Marquette losing to Vermont. Uh, mm-hmm. You know I you know I I don't. I could see Duke losing in the first round. I could see Duke making it to the final four. Um, right. I think it just this dep- is, this, depends yeah, on the kind of night. <laughs> yeah. And, and Purdue is, is, you know, I think that they're due for a choke job. Oh yeah. Uh, I know, got they, them. They, they do it all the time. <laughs> got them losing to Memphis in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> second round. Plays well. I mean, Mem- both Memphis and Florida Atlantic can, can, can hoop. So uh, if Purdue has an off night, I could definitely see them going down in the second round. Um, yeah. I don't trust Tennessee. Uh, you know, I, Rick Barnes in the tournament just doesn't perform. Kentucky always an interesting team. Kansas State played well, uh, and then you know I I don't know man this this bra- I I'm with you I I think Duke comes out of this bracket. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that would be the my my pick, but um, like you said, man, it's March, so anything can happen. <laughs> and then on um, in the Midwest bracket, I mean. Uh, some of the standouts are uh, Houston, but I, don't, I feel like they'll lose. I don't I like kinda, Houston. Yeah, I kind of like Indiana in, in this yeah, bracket. Like um, Texas as well, because um, yep. they have good guard play. So it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, pretty much those are the teams I had uh, like get into the uh, uh, like Elite Eight, I think it was. Like Texas, yep. Texas, um, I think Texas, Xavier, 
this is another one where, where uh, you know, I think Drake could probably take down Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Texas, I, I like Texas here. That could be a tough second-round matchup, though, against A&M or Penn State. Penn State obviously played well in the tournament. A&M mm-hmm. just an in-conference rival. Uh, Houston, yeah, they're going to have a tough second-round matchup, whether it be Iowa or Auburn. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think probably, you know, an Indiana-Texas matchup in the Elite Eight. And then, you know, pick your poison there. Oh, yeah. It's definitely is not, not gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as hectic as the East, but uh, no. definitely right, definitely right up there. Right. And then on the West side, I mean, notable teams I think can make it out is probably uh, UConn, Kansas. I feel like Gonzaga can, man, but not this year, man. But somehow, you know, they always get into the those uh, <laughs> like elite gate uh, final four type I games, know. and then uh, they seem to just blow it, man. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm with you. Gonzaga could. Again, this could be like a, a quick one and done, or they could go to the Final Four. I like UCLA here. Uh, they got again, you know, an older team, uh, seasoned team. Um, if they didn't lose, if they don't lose to Arizona, they're probably a number one seed uh, here. UConn obviously uh, played well, got a good team, good squad, and and uh, so like just in terms of Kansas, like they're just it's tough to repeat. I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that that they'll they're not going to go down without a fight, obviously, but it's just it's just a really hard thing to do uh, in, in these tournaments. Yeah, I think that second round matchup against Arkansas is going to give them a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Arkansas has like three guys that are pretty much going to be in the top ten of NBA draft, so I mean, you're going to get a chance to see some of those guys. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Then on the women's side, I mean, I don't I don't want to say it, man, but you might as well just pick South Carolina, man. <laughs> I mean, you might as well, man. Um, I mean, on 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 the well, they they got they call them like uh, different uh, brackets. So they got Greenville one. Um, like on that side, they got the notable teams. They got South Carolina, uh, Creighton, UCLA, Notre Dame, uh, Maryland, Arizona. But South Carolina, I feel like South Carolina is going to run through everybody on that on that bracket, man. Yeah. Um, they're just too damn big. You know, one of the things that I were that people hurt, said that hurt them last year is that they slow. They're slow. They don't uh, really score that much. This year, they've been scoring like crazy. Just one of the biggest teams in uh, women's college basketball. So, and they got the possible player of the year again, and then Leo Boston. So that one's pretty much a no-brainer. And then they got uh, mm-hmm. Seattle four. I mean, some of the notable notable teams at Stanford, but you know they struggled uh, during the late season. Uh, Louisville was up there, but they've been struggling as well. Texas is a good defensive team. And then uh, you got Iowa with uh, Kayden Clark, who's probably be the probably runner-up uh, for player of the year. Um, she's one of the top scorers in uh, women's basketball. She'll probably be one of the uh, first picks in the draft next year uh, between her and um, Paige Beckers. So going to be some interesting basketball, man, on that side. And the other brackets, Indiana is also number one. Uh, that's another team to watch out for. And uh, they got Utah, man. Um, Utah had a um, little upset towards the end of the season. They should have won their uh, their division, but they didn't. Outside of that, that would be one of the teams I would look look out for is Indiana or Utah, just because they got uh, experience and uh, some young shooters on that team that are great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the Seattle three side, I mean, you know, you got UConn, but UConn's not at full strength because you know Paige Beckers is out. Izzy Fudd was another guard on the team; she's out as well. So. That one's up in the air. So, I mean, if I had to pick somebody in Seattle 3, probably either Virginia Tech or, you know, Iowa State. Not too many teams that I would guarantee that can come out of that that bracket. So, but overall, man, you just got to go with South Carolina, man. I don't <laughs> I don't see them getting upset anytime soon. Um, not until uh, some of those players graduate and leave, which will be this year. So, it's going to be still fun to watch, though. Anything can happen. Absolutely. On the PGA, they uh, the, the Players Championship obviously uh, finished up this past weekend. Who won that? Sh- uh, Scheffler. Sh- Sh- yep, Sheff- Scheffler won. Yep, Scotty Scheffler took it down. Bastard. I, I know him and uh, him and John Rahm are just you know I think levels above everyone else on the tour right now. Um, they're just they're just kind of playing unconscious. You know, between the two of them, uh, it seems like one of them one of the two of them is going to win a win the tournament i mean you got homa and, and mcelroy that are playing well but they're they're definitely a, a i would say a level below those other two right now but yeah i mean he played he played solid golf the guy just doesn't make too many mistakes uh and and uh yeah he took down a nice 4.25 million dollar purse i think 
Nice, nice, nice uh, little weekend. Nice little weekend there in uh, at TPC Sawgrass. So now they got the uh, the Valspar, which is a little bit of a kind of a say an off tournament, not one of the big ones. And then um, I think they roll right into uh, the the match play in Austin, which is I always I always enjoy. It's just a fun kind of a fun, a uh, little bit different. It's not you know it's not stroke play, so you're you're, you're you know you're playing against the guy, and it's just whoever you know can can win the most holes wins the. Uh, uh, wins the match, and then you got a round robin, so you're playing at least three matches, and then from there it's a, it's kind of bracket style, so it's kind of cool. And then you know everyone's looking. It's uh, you know I think it's today was 23 days until the Masters, something like that. 22 days until the Masters, so we're three we're three weeks out. From, you know the, the the first major of the year, and that's where everyone's got their their heads at. I mean Tiger was there last week apparently getting in a practice round, so everyone's getting ready to gear up for uh, for Augusta. Oh yeah, so that'll be here in no time. So, oh yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, who who do you think takes down uh, this event this weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't even know who. I have to see who's in it. I haven't I haven't really looked at it to be honest. Uh, I think Spieth is in it. He may not be a bad pick. He's he's still playing decent golf. I think he he he, he had a kind of a he he's had just like one bad round uh a tournament and it's kind of cost him. And I think he played. One bad round at, at, at Sawgrass last weekend, and 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 but he had you know three pretty good rounds. So um, I'd probably go Justin Thomas this week. You know I think he started to, to hit the ball a little bit better, and uh, you know he's I think he's due. He's due for a good week. I have to keep I'll keep an eye out for him. See uh see what the line is on him on that one. Mm-hmm. And then uh that's it. I think that's it for PGA. Anything else? Yes. I don't think there's any other. That is all. It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brews. What you got for us? All right, so I I, I got a, a recipe for a steak and cheese. It was a little different than I've ever made before, so uh, I'll give it to you. So. Um, you know, cook your your normal, you know, thin uh, thin slice steak. Uh, you can either you know get the ribeye and slice it up yourself, or or buy the the you know the shredded shredded steak. So get that nice and 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 diced up with a little bit of you know I I use Lowry seasoning salt. Um, it's just to me it's the best for for shaved steak and steak sandwiches. But 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 from there, so you just cook the steak till it's cooked through. Put it off to the side for a minute, and then it's a uh, on top of the steak. There's going to be a, a mushroom sauce. So the in the in the mushroom sauce, it's start with a couple ta- tablespoons of butter, a diced up onion. Uh, so get that going until the onions kind of cook through a little bit, and then um, you get into the uh, add, adding a, a little bit of flour, uh, the mushrooms. Um, sorry, mushrooms first. Cook those down for a few minutes, then add the flour. Kind of make a little bit of a a roux, and then add some uh, thyme in there. Uh, give it a little flavor, a little salt, pepper, and then add uh, added some beef broth and some red wine. Cook that down a little bit. Okay. Uh, so when you get kind of a you know the 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 mixture cooked down, then added some some heavy cream in there, kind of make it a, a creamy creamy sauce. And then yeah, so then basically took a roll, cut it open, put the steak in, put a little Swiss cheese on on the, directly onto the steak. Then put the mushroom sauce on on top of the cheese, and then threw another little light layer of uh, Swiss cheese on top of that, and uh, roasted in the oven for just like a minute, just to kind of melt that cheese on there. And uh, yeah, good to go. And what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of bread you put that on? So I I got these 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 uh I use these Chicago speed rolls. Okay. Uh, they're 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 like I don't know six or seven inches. Um, but the uh, the bakery near me makes them and and I uh, get them fresh and they're they're pretty tasty uh, and and uh, yeah they're just like light and fluffy uh, you know lower lower supposedly lower on the calorie scale but yeah they're they're good they're they're like the perfect size oh man it sounds good I'm not gonna lie man I don't know if you ever tried this before but if you mix like the A1 sauce with the French dressing and you put that on a steak sandwich it's pretty good man is it. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't, it might might be a little weird for you, man. I discovered it one day, but uh, that combo that combo is pretty good, man. I kind of like it. 
Yeah, I've just never been a big. Fr- I, I never like carry French dressing. It's not. It's not something I use that often. Um, yeah, I have like. I buy like one bottle and I have it for like like <laughs> months, and then like because I barely use it. But that's yeah. only that's the only time I'll use it is for like uh like on the steak or something. All right. Well, I'll give it a whirl. But definitely try that, man. And then well, what you guys uh drink that down with? So we got the new. Uh, try the new tequila high noons. I don't, I don't know if you've seen them. Seen them out there. I got the. Uh, We'll do, do the strawberry one. Uh, so, so obviously high noon's out there with the they're they're the you know vodka drink. Um, you know, no carbonation or very low carbonation. Uh, have some decent flavors: watermelon, pineapple in the in the vodka. So and so they're good. They're they're a little you know they're probably the most expensive like seltzer type drink you can get. But uh, again, they're they're pretty tasty. They're they're only like four and a half percent. So it's it's um. You know, it's it's kind of a, a good summer drink, day drink, pool drink, whatever. Um, but they just uh, last week or the week before released uh, their tequila version. So it's essentially it's the same thing, but they have some different flavors. And uh, instead of the the vodka base, it's a tequila base. And I'm I'm typically more of a tequila fan, anyways. It's it's uh you know I just like like the drinks a little bit better, a little more flavor for me. Uh, so you know I think that that they did a they did a really good job with this uh it's it's tasty strawberry the strawberry comes through uh really well and it's it's still light like it, you know you have one you're not like you know it's not like drinking a like a margarita or something where you can only probably have one or two uh at, at the most and then you kind of got to move on because uh, whether it's heartburn or or too much alcohol um these are uh kind of low-key um and you still get kind of that good flavor and and, and a little bit a little bit tastier for me than than the vodka uh, drinks, so I'd probably give it a give it a seven point eight. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah, they're tasty. I I wish they were a little cheaper. I mean, a, a, you know, like a I think a twelve pack's like twenty twenty two bucks, something like that, twenty five bucks. And and you know, you're only getting you're only getting a four and a half percent alcohol, so it's not good alcohol to to dollar ratio there. But they are they are tasty. But the, man, that sounds real good. I'm not gonna lie, man. Have to uh, yeah. gonna have to try that out. Yeah, I think that's up your alley, Rich. That's not, but that also sounds like a that sounds like a barbecue drink too. It is for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely have to keep that in mind come barbecue time once it uh, starts heating up. It's getting close, man. Oh yeah, definitely is, man. Feel like uh, we're almost in April, man. Just <laughs> it was just the new year, man. What the hell? Uh, I told you, bro. It happens. It happens quick. So, man. Hopefully, summer goes by a little bit quicker. Otherwise, we're gonna be back right back to fall, winter. Talk about damn, this year almost over, man. No kidding. But uh, definitely, definitely gonna get. I want to try. Yeah, yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. And then uh, that's Jay's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then for uh, this week for the BRRs, I mean, we got our staple shows. Um, we had The Last of Us. They wrapped up with the season finale. Uh, did you get a chance to see that? I did. Yep. Yep. Your boy uh, went John Wick on everybody. Uh, <laughs> Fucked everybody, fucked everybody up in this hospital. I mean, we kind of saw that coming when uh, they told them what, yeah. what they were going to do with her. Um, yeah, I, I thought, you know, I, I obviously I, I never played the video game, so I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen. But mm-hmm. I thought when they when they said that they wanted to like you know test her or do whatever. Yeah, that, I thought you could get his, like like her blood, or, blood something, or something. Like, yeah, right? yeah. But then when they once they started talking about like you know. Pulling the the messenger out or the, the cordyceps yeah. out. So um, yeah, obviously that meant brain surgery and, and pulling your brain out. So <laughs> uh, that clearly wasn't going to fly well with uh, with Joel and I think Marlene knew it. Um, obviously, uh, and you know probably should have done a little bit more proactive uh, approach here. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the, I feel like it's on the doctors too. Like that was that was the best decision you guys thought of. Uh, of trying to find a cure. Normally, people will get a get a blood sample and they'll make a vaccine or something. But to just get a you know get those uh, brain receptors to make everybody seem like they're um, um, yeah like like the walkers is just like that's kind of yeah. dumb. They're still there. It doesn't uh, yeah. eliminate the problem. So right, right, exactly. Because she still got bit when you know. So it's not like she's not there. Mm-hmm. That was the part that I was a little like didn't really fully understand, but. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I thought that they, yeah, like you said, I think that they should have probably went around, went about it a different way. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's what you got doctors give them being dumb. Um, yeah. And how about, how about the doctor grabbing the scalpel? Like, no, you're not taking her from me. 
<laughs> like what? I got a gun, Joel, man. <laughs> Joel, like, Joel, like, smirked and then shot him in the head. I'm not gonna lie, he was cold blooded though, because when uh, homegirl was laying on the floor and she was like, "Oh, just let me live," he was like, "No, because you're gonna come after us." And he just, yeah. <laughs> just popped her real quick and then just went away, man. I was like, I was like, that's how it was supposed to be done, rather than you know, um, you know, how bad guys, bad guys will give like this long speech oh, or yeah. it's like this oh, yeah. long speech. He was like, "No, nah, I'm not having all that. Just, just get out of here." Anything in his path, he gets rid of. Yep. And then the fact, the other thing as well is that the fact that he told her kind of the, a lie in reference to what happened. Uh, when her, when that yeah. uh, truth comes out, how it's gonna uh, hurt their relationship. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it will. I think, I think based on the, her look on her face, I think she knows that he's lying to her. But he's doing, and and I think that she knows that he's doing it to protect her. But I, I you know, it's a, it's one of those kind of weird situations too Rayler. like she knows that to help the people she's gonna have to die she doesn't really want to die but she wants to help so it's like what do you do right so he he's telling her a lie she knows probably knows that he's lying but wants to believe him anyways just like when your parents tell you a lie just to you know yeah keep you safe or, or do whatever um it, it happens a lot, but but yeah, obviously they developed uh, kind of a father daughter relationship in their in their journeys, and and he's not willing to part with her yet. Yeah, and I I don't think she is as either. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh you know this di- dynamic between those two play out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see how how season two uh, rolls out. I mean. Uh, I, I would say Joel really makes that show. He is kind of the, the lifeblood of it. Um, it. You know, saw it again in the finale there again. When he, you know, he t- takes out the whole hospital uh, on a, on a warpath to get to, to Ellie and then just hit the way his kind of character mindset is. So it'd be interesting to see how this season two rolls out. And, and I heard they're, they're breaking up the game into a couple of seasons now, the, the second game. So we could get, you know, multiple seasons out of it, but it, 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 yeah, it'd be interesting to see how tight they stay to the game and whether they keep the the same, you know, writers, directors, all that. Because I think uh, Neil uh, Druckheimer was the he was a video game creator too, and he was kind of overseeing everything uh, on the mm-hmm. show, which I think felt like it it kept it kind of closer to that storyline, which oh, people yeah. seem to like. Yeah, but that's the thing I, from people I know that play the game or into the game, they they said the show was a lot better as well because it gives them more gives more uh, background story on a lot of different areas that uh, the game didn't touch on. So Right, right. And then we had our, uh, our one of our second shows, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. I don't know, did you, get, did you get to see that as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, your boy Bunny, man. He's <laughs> on his, uh, damn, what's the dude's name from uh, Training Day? Um, uh, I forget his name. He's on his uh, Training Day out here robbing gun stores, getting ready Denzel. for war, man. Yeah, but I forgot the, the, the character's yeah, name. Yeah, I forget the so, I mean, he's out here. He's getting ready for war, man. They uh, beat up the cop that uh, that. But I don't think that cop really did anything. I don't think he shot anybody, right? When he uh, when he went when they broke in uh, broke into the jail, right? Robert. Yeah, because remember oh, they killed, be- he killed a ton of people. But he he wasn't the one that shot the uh the the main crip guy though in jail, right? I don't think so. He just he just shot a ton of people. So maybe that's why they got him. Um, he was beat the hell up, possibly dead. We won't find out till next week. But your boy, your boy Bunny's ready for war, man, against the police department. And then uh, they said that somebody else bailed them out. So I don't think we met that person, right? Uh, no. Well, they thought it was Mike. It wasn't Mike. And then so, Mike, th- Mike thought it was the girl. Um, yeah. but she said it wasn't her. her. Yeah. So it, it, who? It's kind of curious to see. Was it? Was it? Who? Who? Uh, who put in the? You know the the word to get Bunny out. I wonder if it was uh your boy behind the scenes uh boy trying to get the bonds milo yeah because remember he was like yeah you, you should get out of uh you should get out of uh kingstown yeah i it could be it could be like hey i did a favor for you mike now you owe me yeah but let's just say i don't know man i feel like uh shit is about to get crazy uh next episode not not that it hasn't been but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still uh, it, 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 the, the beginning of the episode kind of threw me off too because I was like, "What is he doing in the gun store? He, he's really about yeah. to buy a gun." I, and then uh, I, I knew he was going to try to rob this, rob the store. I just didn't know they were going to smash and grab. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't know exactly what was going on. I didn't think they were going to just back the truck up in there and then uh, they pretty much took everything. Yeah. They got all the high, high artillery guns, so it's about to go down. 
And he's out there. He's out there playing with drones. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I like I like what they've done uh, done this season so far. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a lot more uh, entertaining than the first. So I mean, they they got a they got another good show, man. They got another I want to say buyer because uh, I won't be paying for this. But <laughs> um, yeah, they got another loyal customer in reference to the show. Hopefully, uh, they can keep it going. The only guy I can't stand is is his brother. Brother, he's yeah. I think the I think he just the fact that his wife just is just leaving him now is like astounding to me. Yeah, I think he just wants to be so. Uh, I think he wants to be an, as important as his brothers were, um, yeah. and he just doesn't know how to. So. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Then we had our third show, Your Honor. I mean, again, again, more spicy. Did you get the chance to see it? I'm not. This one I'm not caught up on yet. No, close. Oh man. So, won't spoil anything. But uh, some stuff happens. Some other stuff gets found out. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this uh plays out. I think next week's the final episode for the for the season. Um okay. bet- between this and uh Mayor Kingston, I think they only have one more left. So nice. uh, it's gonna be interesting to see these season finales. Um since uh Last of Us already finished and wrapped up theirs. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to uh seeing what happens. I don't wanna give anything away on you. For sure. Then uh you know, the other shows I'm checking out is Wolfpack. They're approaching their season finale as well. It's not a bad show. One of those uh, uh, werewolf shows, kind of like Teen Wolfish, like I said before. It's not a bad show for an MTV show, uh, Paramount show. And then we had, uh, there's a bunch of other shows, but I haven't really been watching them. Uh, Finish Outer Banks, solid season. I feel like it's just a 7.5, man. Yeah, I thought it was, it's, it's, um, his dad is so annoying. They talk about an, an annoying guy, annoying character. Like, yeah. what, what does the girl have to do to prove that she's not, uh, her, you know, a fan of her dad? I mean, the guy freaking trying to choke her out. Like, yeah, I mean, you see, he, he's pretty much a scumbag when you think about it. You know how he, how he was trying, yeah, how he was trying to get this treasure. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. Which was sitting well with John B. But I mean, ultimately, you know, he had to, they had to kill him off, man. He was just taking up too much unnecessary time. Uh, <laughs> But the the other thing I don't understand is uh they just kind of just wrote off the the lady that couldn't walk. They just got her the thing, and now she can walk, and then that was it. That was the last we seen her. They make some some weird like stuff like that, like the uh, the uh, Mike Barracuda, Barracuda Mike. Like they, yeah. they they basically drive the the drug truck like a minute down the road and and, and dump it, and then uh, you know he just is like, oh yeah, I believe you. You'll you'll get that. You'll pay me back. Yeah, you'll Here's, pay me back. <laughs> Here's a boat. Here's a boat. To, uh... <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, some of that stuff. It's like, like what? No one in their right mind would ever do that. No. So, um, I mean, ultimately, they're going to be like uh, treasure hunters, so to say. So I'm, sure. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm feeling like a. Uh, to say is, uh, I feel like uh, they're moving on, like a treasure show. Um, yeah. So since they're moving on, like that treasure show, kind of like a national treasure where they're uh, finding different treasures is going to give them a lot of uh, material to work with. Um, they mentioned the Blackbeard at the end, so it's going to be an interesting one to see how they try to find that treasure and all the different uh, characters. They need to get some better villains, too, in reference to that. But maybe that's how they bring back the uh, the lady that couldn't walk, but now she can walk. Yeah. So uh, maybe she becomes their uh, like nemesis as uh, they look for these treasures. And I'm sure they're going to add some more characters to the group. So... Yeah, Singh Singh was a good one, but he had like the worst men of all time working for him. Yeah, obviously Ward Ward was a good one, but you, you can only play that out for so long. Like you said, they, they need some fresh blood, and I'm sure if they're if they end up doing a season going after Blackbeard, that there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of nemesis uh, nemesis multiple nemesis that they need to to deal with there. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm um looking. For, I feel like they they're gonna the next season should be big as far as uh. Uh, star power they bring in if they're not bringing back the uh the lady who, who could walk couldn't walk but now mm-hmm. she can walk <laughs> and then i'm sure like i said they're gonna need to ask some other um like main group characters because that storyline pretty much is finished with the the brother and like yeah. all the other all the other crew from um um the outer banks so yeah then outside of that checked out uh the other show on netflix trip triptych it's pretty much about a girl who finds out she has a twin well she's a triplet i felt like i was watching um 
uh, Orphan Black all over again. But apparently they said this was based off a true story. So maybe, I don't, I don't know if Orphan Black, this is what they got their ID for, idea from, even though the show came out first. But I felt like Orphan Black was a lot better, even though it was like multiple of the, uh, of the girl. This one was just, it was all right, man. Probably like a six out of 10 type show. Something I wouldn't, wouldn't really recommend is one of those uh, like foreign shows where they where you can have the uh, like American voiceovers. Definitely, if you don't got anything else to watch, you can definitely uh, watch it. But uh, not something I would recommend, though. Okay. Then I checked out uh, that movie, Knock at the Cabin, the uh, M. Night, M. Night Sh- Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. How was that? Um, man, I don't know how he keeps getting... He keep, how do we, <laughs> letting this guy keep making movies, man. Um, it's pretty much like the... Uh, the old fable of the four horsemen mm-hmm. wasn't really like th- to me it's not really like scary even though like the way they portray it as like a thrillerish type movie it was pretty much straightforward like you know these four guys come these people got to decide who who needs to die to save the you know save you know humanity and that's pretty much it man it wasn't really like i said i don't want to give it away without telling it but it's just right. it was put it was a classic four horsemen story mm-hmm. where uh you know, each of them represent a certain, uh, certain type of, uh, you know, human trait. And in order to save humanity, you know, one of the the three people they in the cabin had to die, as far as the uh, the 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 couple or their uh, their child. So that's what I said. It wasn't really. There's not gonna be another one. I don't see how they make another movie out of this. Uh, it wasn't really scary or uh, thr- thrillerish. It was just a bizarre movie. It was, it's one of those okay movies. Some you want to go back and watch. Um, just one of those movies where you're bored, wanted to check out and watch. Uh, you could definitely check it out. But other than that, it wasn't really much else. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I think that that was it, man. I don't think there was anything else. That's all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Until next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. 